Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Office Chats, a podcast presented by Madam Blue. I'm your host, Valeria, and today's guest is Rhea Safford, the founder of Reorganize, a modern organization company based in Southern California and the Dallas-Fort Worth area that offers full-service luxury organization design and space planning. In this episode, I talked to Rhea about leaving her six-figure job to create a small business, how she turned a side hustle into a full-time career, her advice for aspiring entrepreneurs, and more. Let's get into the show. My name is Rhea Safford. I'm originally from Orange County, California, and that's where we spent the last five years. I'm married. I have three children, a daughter who's seven, a daughter who's five, and a son who is three. So we're in the thick of all the crazy um, and we recently moved to Texas. I mean, I say recently, I guess we're to like a year and a half now. Um, but we are just outside of Dallas in a city called Frisco. And we are definitely finally where we're going to be for a long time um, for the first time, which is really, really exciting. But Orange County is where my company Reorganize began in 2016. Um, I'm the owner and CEO of Reorganize. We organize people for a living, um, really anything under the organization umbrella, homes, boats, planes, you name it, um, anything that needs organizing, we do it. Um, and another big part of our business, along with whole home organization has been relocation. So helping people prepare for moves and helping people unpack and get set up with systems as soon as they move into a new home. That's amazing. I'm uh, based in Texas too, in Austin. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Is your family enjoying being in Texas now? Yes. Oh my gosh. So I actually went to college in Fort Worth for four years and then spent the next four years in Houston, which is where my husband and I got married and had our first daughter. And my husband's from Dallas. Oh, um, okay. Coming out here in, gosh, uh, so long ago, 2008, when I started college, um, I just fell in love with everything Texas. Maybe it's just like, there's more space. I don't know. The people are so friendly. So I've loved it from, you know, day one of getting to spend time here. Um, and we always knew this was going to be where we planted our roots. It was just a matter of time. And, and we didn't anticipate me starting an organization business and it blowing up the way that it did. So that kept us in California a little bit longer and for good reason. And now we've made our move out here and our uh, SoCal team is totally still up and running. I mean, I have my right hand, Sheila, who just handles all things over there and made it possible for us to move out here and expand to the DFW area. That's awesome. Where did you go to school in Fort Worth? I went to TCU. Oh, okay, cool. Well, tell me a little bit about what you were doing before you started Reorganize and then like how the idea came to be. Yeah. So I originally, originally thought of Reorganize in 2012 when I was graduating college. 
but definitely like 21 year old Rhea was not in a, let's just start a business and be an entrepreneur. Like I still had some partying to get out of my system and just very much had to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. So one of my friends from college was like, Hey, why don't you come live with me in Houston? We'll just like find jobs there. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's roll with it. I was definitely in the, just like roll with it phase of my life. Um, so eventually started working for a commercial real estate company. I was a marketing assistant to 17 brokers, eventually got my license because I was also an assistant to two of the top, um, office leasing agents in Houston and just seeing the money that that job made. I was like, oh my gosh, I need in on this. So I got my real estate license and then, um, I was probably eight months pregnant with my first and convinced this team of uh, this duo who had been partners for 25 years to take me on as a member of their team for uh, industrial real estate. So this was all a year before Reorganize started. Um, I thought, you know, this was something that I would enjoy. Um, Actually ended up making six figures my first year as an industrial broker, which is crazy. And you would think like, okay, why would you change anything? You know, all you want to do, especially as a young family, I had my daughter at 24 it was not planned. <laughs> so it was very much like I had to just become a grown up really quickly, I felt. And, you know, uh, she was probably a year, almost a year old. And I hated dropping her off at daycare 10 hours a day, the whole corporate thing. I'm like, this is just not for me. And it was kind of just this perfect timing of the universe of my husband being ready to explore different job opportunities and me hating like what I was doing now that I was a mom. And so we decided to make the move to California. And so with that is where I just like the wheel started turning. I'm like, okay, how can I be my own boss? How can I spend as much time with my kids as I want? Like, oh my gosh, yes. Okay, let me go back to that original idea I had. And I really created a business plan, you know, per se to present to my husband because I'm very much like, you know, big ideas, doer, dreamer, like we'll figure it out. And he's like, okay, how are we gonna figure it out? (laughs) How much is this gonna cost? Like, what are the actual steps? He's very much like a prior proper planning kind of guy. And I'm just kind of like, a let's see what sticks to the wall and what happens. So we're a very good, good mesh. Um, but yeah, so I, he thought I was actually transferring internally to keep this great job that I had. And I was actually planning my resignation and coming up with what I wanted to do when we moved there. So there was just a day of explaining this job concept to him. I naively thought I had created and invented the idea. I didn't know professional organizers existed. And of course, like once I just started researching and looking on Pinterest, it's everywhere. But I feel like I was definitely on the forefront of like the Instagrammy type organizers. So that was a cool thing to be a part of. And um, yeah, I mean, after a lot of tears and convincing, it was very much like, you believe in this, I believe in you, let's go. Like we've just, we've always been the type that bet on ourselves. So In 2016, around May, somewhere between March and May, um, I officially launched Reorganize and, you know, thought it was just going to be more my side hustle to help contribute to our family. And it has since evolved into, you know, a multi-organizer team servicing Southern California and Texas and, you know, just have had amazing opportunities along the way. So it's been just bananas and nothing that I anticipated. (laughs) So you initially had the idea like right after college and it was just always in the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. So were you just like the type of person that was, has always been organized? Like, 
why was that something that was on your mind when you were graduating? So, and I love sharing this. I share this every opportunity that I get. I am not a naturally organized person. Um, Or I guess the better way to explain it would be, I don't like actively prioritize or didn't actively prioritize organization in my life. So, you know, elementary school, high school, Rhea, I mean, room, total disaster. Um, You know, same with college. Like my roommates, when I started this, were like, I'm sorry, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, no, I know. I'm actually really good at this. And I was always good at, I've always been good with space. I've always been very creative and I've always loved helping people. And I was always great at helping my friends with their stuff. I just, I never prioritized it in my own life. So it was something I knew that I would be good at if I just really dialed in and prioritized it for my own life. And so that's really where it started was I started to realize, okay, to be the best wife, to be the best mom, like I've got to figure this ish out. Like now it's like, we have a baby who's got a ton of stuff. I, you know, now live with my husband who has a ton of, like, I've got to figure out how we make this all work um, for my sanity and really dialing in our home made such a difference. It got me excited of like, okay, this could really, this really could be a thing. Cause after college, it was very much like, oh, would it be like redesign, recreate, you know, do I want to do like styling or do I want to just help specifically with closets? And it just all kind of evolved and really just started to mirror my real life at that time. And I got excited to want to try sharing it with other people and see if it was something that could be duplicated. It started as a side hustle, you said, but you were a new mom, like leaving a six figure job. I'm 24 now. I can't imagine like raising a baby (laughs) and growing my career at the same time. So I'm like, I have such respect for young moms because it's, you know, you're still like growing yourself and developing your own life and your career, but you're also like taking care of a little person. (laughs) So the fact that you did it all kind of at once and then a move across the country on top of that, how were you able to navigate? (laughs) I can see your face. I'm like, how the heck did I do this? Hold on. Yeah, it is a lot. Like at such a young age, it's really impressive. But I'm wondering, when did you decide you were ready to take it from the side hustle to like, this is now going to be my full-time job and I'm ready to dedicate more time to it? I think I just got such positive energy from what I was doing, you know? So like going to this like real estate job, like it wasn't like fueling me. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, yes. Can't wait for the super hot warehouse, middle of summer in Texas, like going to lease some land. Like that didn't like get me going, get me really, really excited about work. Obviously the money was there, but that's just, you know, proof in the pudding that it's not all about the money that's coming. Um, and so I think seeing what this was like already starting to evolve into got me really excited. I think running a business got me really excited. And it was something like I didn't anticipate doing. Like I told my husband's second week of dating, like, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. If that bothers you, see you later. Like that, like I wanted the job of mom. I wanted to be at home and I didn't expect to to fall in love with something that was outside of my home. And I really did love it. And I think it helped so much too that, you know, as these projects were starting to pick up, my husband was like, hey, like you should bring people on. Like this will start to become less work and just become more efficient. You can turn over more projects. And the fact that my first hire was one of my dearest friends from high school. She's still with me. She's my right hand. I mean, going on, I think you're, this is her fourth year, fifth year. Oh my gosh. I think this is her fifth year. It'll be five years in December. That's so crazy. 
Um, I just got to be with like people I enjoyed every day. It was just so fun. And it just fueled me in a different way, I think, to make me that much better when I was at home. Can you share like what some of maybe your favorite projects or like your first big clients were that made you feel assured in the decision you'd made to take this on as your career? Yes. So my first like initial, initial projects were, you know, first it was my house, then it was my parents. And then it was, you know, my dad's office and it was my grandparents. And then it was family friends. And I still remember my first true pantry project, like paid where I didn't have them pay for my time. This was still where I was like, I will give my time, but I need the product paid for. I didn't want to be losing money. And it was for a family friend. Um, This was the first project, not necessarily where I was like, I want to make this a whole big thing, but where I was like, wow, I'm, I'm really good at this. Like I like, I dialed this and I just like obsessed over this pantry and like the product sourcing and everything. And I was just all about it. Um, that project was really, really just like cool and special. And the fact that they have still maintained this pantry literally what, like six, seven years later is just like so crazy to me, six years over. Um, but every time I see her, she's like, oh my gosh, the pantry is like still doing awesome. It still looks, I mean, so close to exactly how I did it that long ago, which blows my mind. Um, so I think that was just validation that I knew what I was doing and it was a system somebody could maintain, which is the point. Like, it's not about the Instagram shot. It's that they can maintain it. But then the project that was like, you know, the first big thing was that somebody hired me to do their whole home by myself. I'm like, this is so crazy. And like, I feel like that project was like, I feel like my proposal was like $2,500. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe someone's paying me this kind of money to come in and do this. Like that was so nuts. I mean, that was when I like didn't understand how to charge or anything. So like total deal for that family, but did that and like worked my way through. And that was the last project I did solo before bringing someone on. Cause it was just like, okay, this is like really taking a lot longer than it needs to, because it's just me. But that's, that's the project where it like blew her friend's minds to where it got me the most clients all at once. And it was just really, really cool to see that kind of reaction to my work and something that I was putting so much, you know, energy and, you know, took so much pride in. I know you've had um, clients like Jen Atkin and Lauren Bostick from the Skinny Confidential. What were some of those experiences like? Jen was the project that literally changed my life, my family's life, my company's life. That was, I was literally like, I had just given birth to my son like 10 hours before I'm in a hospital bed and I get a DM from an account that like has a blue check. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I always hate being like, I actually didn't know who she was, but I was just so like checked out from like anything. And now I can't believe that I never knew, but I also wasn't like actively watching reality TV, which is where I would have seen her for the first time. So forgive me, Jen. Um, But that project, she had just moved into a home. And like, I was just so shocked because there were very well-known organizing companies and teams that were already handling celebrity projects and were definitely like known to do so. So the fact that someone sought me out because my work resonated with them was so cool. That project, that was the first one where anything went viral. You know, it was like on, you know, Business Insider and Yahoo Mail and Daily Mail and like all these things um, from this beauty closet we did. And that literally just, you know, ripple effect into so many different people because she's one of those who knows everyone and everyone trusts her. So we've been, you know, so fortunate to work with some of the most 
incredible people ever in the world, honestly. I saw that you also did like her pantry. So I'm assuming like when you do one part of someone's house, they kind of want you to come back. Yes. So we've done that whole house and she's, she's so organized already. It's just, sometimes it's nice. I think that people do it for you and her and I really connect on what her vision is. And so, you know, exactly what she wants is what comes to life. Um, so we did her, this was her old house and now she has moved and we did that new house. Um, and like, uh, we've done her different offices. Like it really is with our clients, like a relationship that doesn't end Mm -hmm. because we're there for really all of these big transition and milestones, whether it's new babies, you know, moves, death, marriage, divorce, like that's, those are really the, the major moments that most people are seeking our help for because they're just, they feel at a loss Mm -hmm. and help. Um, so we've been a part of so many different milestones for Jen and it's just been the biggest blessing ever. And I love that we have this relationship for life. Yeah. I bet that's one of like the most fulfilling parts of your job. I would imagine is being there at a time when someone needs an extra weight lifted from their shoulders. Yes. The amount of projects where like many tears are shed or people, whether it's because like, you know, we've come at a time where, you know, we're really helping put the pieces back together in someone's life or, you know, they just feel a weight lifted, like just the smallest projects. Like I will never forget a pantry project we did. It was a pretty small project, like a pantry kitchen. And it was for a mom who was a dentist and, uh, we did her pantry and she just started bawling. And I mean, I'm like a co-crier. Like if you're crying, I'm crying. Like we're having a moment here. And it was all because she was just so excited that she felt like she was going to like very successfully like make lunches for her son. Like we've like made it easier for her to like prepare lunches and like feel like she was like momming her best. And like, she just had this weight lifted off of her shoulder because everything made sense to her. And it didn't seem so daunting to navigate that space. And, you know, especially as a mom, like that just was everything. And I think one of the most rewarding things with this job is that, you know, we work with the everyday people. We've worked with literally the top people, Oscar winners, Grammy winners, Tony winners, Olympians, Hall of Famers, everything. And the fact that people who are already like the highest in what they do and the most successful that we're gaining an extra minute in their day, that we're giving them, you know, an extra, you know, hour with their kids that they would have lost to doing something else like that. We're helping make anybody better, especially, you know, extra extraordinary people. Like that's, that's insane. That's like, Mm -hmm. just so cool. That something that seems so like, I don't know, little could have such an impact. No, for sure. And actually on your website, you talked about like your designs being human centered. And I feel like that's kind of what you're, where you're going with that, but can you explain a little bit more what that means to you? So our projects, like we put the person before the project because it's not a copy and paste thing. It's not, oh my gosh, this exact thing we did here, we're going to do here. And this thing we did here, we're going to do here. We have the blueprint, you know, the steps that guide all of these projects, but all of the details are different based on who we're working with. Everybody lives their life differently. Everybody consumes differently. Everybody navigates their spaces differently. And when you understand the person, you have a better opportunity of creating something that is going to work, that is going to be maintainable for them. And that can naturally evolve with them and their life. 
You mentioned that growing your team was a game changer to help you accomplish that mission, but I'm wondering if there are any other like key business decisions you made throughout growing Reorganize that helped you propel your business to where it is now. That's a great question. I changed my major seven times in college, which is funny because what I do literally kind of encompasses everything. There was graphic design, interior design, psychology, strategic communications, business, marketing, like all of those things. I've got a little, little taste of all of it. And um, from just my time learning about marketing and branding, I knew how important it was to have branding. And that was actually the first thing before I even launched Reorganize, I had a logo, I had an icon, I had a color scheme, I had all of that, which is something, you know, my husband not having as much knowledge of that side of things, he didn't understand like why that was important right off the bat. And I just, that was something I very much cared about. And I think it goes a long way with, when there's something professional for people to see right off the bat, um, you know, definitely collecting as many photos as you can, like really doing the, the prior work to the launch was very helpful for me to have something to show before launching. And then definitely like knowing what I don't know and accepting that and being okay outsourcing. I, I definitely was very like, I don't know. I had a really big ego and like, look at everything I'm doing or that I did, like I created this. And I think once I let go of that and it was like, oh my gosh, I'm definitely, you know, not staying on top of invoicing or doing this. Like the first outsourcing hire we did was an accountant accountant and he's the best and he's been with us you know since then probably like three or four years now total game changer you know my husband coming in has made a world of difference because he's so much more detailed like I'm spread in so many different directions that nothing was getting like 100% my full direction or full attention like as we started to expand so for him to be paying attention to the details to the invoicing you know, to the products, like all of that has been a total game changer too. And even him coming on, it was very much like, like, you know, this is mine, you know, I did this and me letting go of that and just accepting any and all help that I could has made this that much more successful. That's kind of the only way you can grow like you have is with help, right? There's only so much one person can do. But what does your team look like now? I know you mentioned some of them are still in Southern California, some are in Texas. Yes. The majority are in Southern California. Um, we had, so we mainly service Orange County and LA are like our bread and butter. Like we're already booking the end of summer, booking into fall. Like that team is like next level, just awesome. Um, we are still hiring more in LA to really like separate two designated teams. Like right now, everybody just kind of has to go everywhere. Um, I think, we're at like 13 employees, which is great. Um, we have a team of two in Dallas who I really wait until workload becomes too much. And then we add from there. Um, so that's been awesome. And then we do have an organizer down in Austin also, which we're kind of playing around with not marketing that area as much now, just because got a lot of things cooking right now to where we really have to dial in like our attention and our Dallas team is really growing and really growing fast and you know booking projects like crazy which has been amazing um so that's that's kind of where everything stands now I have I personally am on like the big 
like bigger projects, whether it's, you know, a celebrity project or just a really like multi-dimensional type of project. Um, and then I'm obviously here able to, to oversee from afar, but I do a lot of like branding, collaboration stuff, social media content, which I have found to enjoy so, so, so much. So you're saying there are some projects that you're not able to go to, but your team does? I'm probably not on 90% of our projects, 95%. Oh, oh, wow. So how do you train them to make sure that like your company mission and like your eye is parallel through all different projects, even when you're not there? Honestly, the best way that we've been able to train people has been throwing them into projects and literally just explaining like I definitely like over explaining especially if I'm there with new hires it's like okay here's what I'm doing like I'm I'm trying to like duplicate my brain into everyone's brain when it comes to how we approach a project you know here's why like this is going to go on the shelf this is why I'm putting these here this is the type of product and this is why um and Sheila is very much the same way like her and I um oversee projects very similarly so while we have like you know the different materials of you know, chatting with the team of like, the, you know, this is our, our brand personality, you know, this is what we stand for. These are our pillars. These are our values. We have all of those in writing. And, you know, these are the questions we ask in different spaces. And this is how we approach this. Um, it's really being on the project that shows the most. And I think another area that I, I figured out like later was how to hire there was a point where I was like, we just need so many bodies. That's going to show how successful we are. That's going to make us grow even bigger. And it really is the quality of the hire over the quantity of the hire. And once I realized that, you know, we've been hiring such just better quality individuals who we just connected with better or asked the right questions and just they're it won't have as high turnover, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. No. Yeah. I think that's like a huge piece of advice you just gave because hiring more people that aren't the right fit ends up costing you more money and more time. It's such a bigger headache. And I can't tell you, like, obviously we've gotten better with like employee contracts and things like that. But I, at the beginning of this whole journey was the most trusting person. I mean, people would be coming on and like, you know, trialing with us, or we like brought them on because this was before a payroll or anything. It was just, you know, independent contractor stuff. And I was just sharing anything and everything, answering questions. And I've had at least four people literally like they were working on creating their whole bit own business the whole time and was like asking me everything. And then oh it was like, God. all of a sudden they weren't available for a project. And the next day they're launching their website. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I hate that, you know, running a business has made me a little rougher. Like it's definitely made me less trusting of people. Cause I mean, truly, I just, I trusted everybody to a fault. And I feel like it has taught me to, you know, not be afraid to be hesitant with mm-hmm. people and you really do have to trust your gut and there are just some crappy people out there and you're going to come across them and you know you can't let it break you and as a you know business owner like losing people like then it would make me think like okay what am I doing wrong and maybe sometimes I, I could have done something better like was I communicating enough and you know one thing that I tell everybody at reorganize is we love when mistakes happen, because they will never happen again. So when they do happen, we figure out what went wrong, 
how we can remedy it and how like that situation will look like moving forward. And, you know, I'm happy to say that anything majorly wrong that's happened hasn't happened again because, you know, we do care and we do take those things, you know, to heart and are just constantly trying to be better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great approach, especially because if you really reprimand people or give them a hard time for messing up, then they're going to just like cover their tracks and try to hide what they did instead of learning from it. So I think that's important. Honestly, like it's the same as a mom. Like, you know, like if my kid wets the bed, if I'm freaking out, if I'm getting upset, like, why did you do that? How could you do that? Like, so now what I've just like put fear in them and they're going to try to hide it next time. Or they're going to be too scared to tell me it's like, not that my employees are like my children, but, <laughs> but honestly, it's there, there are different ways that you have to approach things um, because you don't want somebody to feel just like broken down. And mm-hmm. you know, we've done like questionnaires with our employees of like, how do you prefer um, praise? How do you prefer criticism? Cause some people are different, you know, some people are like, Hey, like, you know, I kind of need you to like come in with nice stuff first and then tell me what happened wrong. Or some people are like, just call me direct, be blunt. And people, everyone's really different. And another thing we even started doing was sending out the, uh, uh, oh my gosh, now I can't think of it. It's like your number Enneagram, the Enneagram, oh, yeah. uh-huh. which it's so fascinating to see. It's like, I'm pretty much the opposite of like everyone, which is funny. And I'm like, okay, that like makes sense. And Sheila and I are similar where it matters, but very different because we really are getting in. Like, I'm very like, I'm a lot. And she's like way more reserved, but like the hardest worker in the world. But yeah, all these little things, like little tweaks that we just continue to make have been positive. And I feel like it's all just trial and error. And at the end of the day, nobody with anything truly knows what they're doing all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just keep trucking along yeah we can always learn from other people the fact that you brought up um just like learning about people's personalities and trying to communicate that's such a good point as a leader because a lot of people think leadership skills involve you know like being organized and direct and yes there's like a lot of business aspects that come with that but also a huge part of it is just knowing how to communicate with your people and like lifting them up instead of putting them down so those people skills are just super invaluable Right. I totally agree. Well, shifting gears a little bit, you now have organizational products available in Target, which is super exciting. And I've seen um, on Instagram how you've been posting that people all over the country can like buy them and organize themselves, which is so cool. Can you tell me about how that collaboration came to be and the feedback you've received from people who have bought those products? Yes, totally. So actually, We have two product lines right now. We have the Target and we have Amazon. And so crazy because these launched within like three weeks of each other and weren't supposed to. So that was crazy stressful. Um, The Amazon line is in collaboration with iDesign. Um, They're a manufacturing company. They're all over. They have a ton of stuff in container store. They white label for different stores, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond, Amazon, Zulily, Walmart, like you name it. And um, so that opportunity came to be July of 2020 and I'll never forget getting an email that they were interested in doing a product line with me. And that was like, I mean, that's just like, that's crazy. That's the ultimate. And when people like come out with these things and these things finally launch when they're like, Oh, this is, you know, a year in the making or two years in the making. I'm always like, that's like so long and crazy. And this really was nearly two years in the making. Um, 
So that was really crazy and exciting. We had an original line we were working on and then something happened with that to where we created a whole new line. And I got to be very much a part of the creative, creative direction with that line. It's a wooden wire collection for kitchen and pantry. Um, we're gonna be expanding to the line as well. It's fully sustainable. Um, it's just beautiful. And, you know, we just want to celebrate everybody's spaces. We want you to love what you have and we want you to feel good having it out. And this is a product line where you could have it out on your shelf, you could have it in your pantry and it's just beautiful everywhere. So that one's really great. And then the Target collaboration, that took about a year and that is in collaboration with the U Brands and they're a... Uh, office supply company. They have like over 200 SKUs in Target already. And I'll never forget that call because I got an email saying that they're interested in doing a product line. And I don't know if they mentioned Target in the email initially. I remember being on a call and Connor was listening to it muted and they like talked about Target on the call and like I totally kept my cool. And when I hung up from that call, I just like bawled. Like, I don't know what came over me. I was like hysterical. Um, because that, I mean, that is literally like a story I go to like at least twice a week with my kids and the fact that you know they could see mommy in that store I think it was just like a very heavy like mommy moment you know business owner moment just kind of all of these things happening at once especially because I'm quoted multiple places saying that I started this company as my side hustle target money and for that to be like now my face is literally in target was nuts so that was for that's a three month run and it ends June 27th. I think I could be totally wrong on that date, but end of June, it's in 820 stores and online and it's an office collection. So lots of different um, office storage options, beautiful bamboo accents, baskets, stackable bamboo bins. Um, I just am obsessed with it. What do you think yeah. the Rhea graduating from college would think about like you being in Target now? <laughs> That's yeah, no, that's bananas. I really don't. I just would be like, get the hell out of here. There's no way like that's crazy. That's, mm -hmm. that's so funny to think of it that way, especially I'm very much like a zero to a hundred person. So I don't know why I would have thought that I could just have a side hustle. Like anything I do, it's like, I really do want to just like be the best. I'm so, like to a fault, so competitive, which I think, you know, helps give an edge with business. Like not that I'm like mm -hmm. against community, but I'm just very much like, I like that there's competitiveness and that we're up against other companies. And, you know, we have to prove ourselves and work hard and all these things. Um, so yeah, I don't know why I thought it would just be like this little thing on the side and that I wouldn't have <laughs> taken it all the way, but I'm very much like once I want something, I very much work to get it. And hopefully that just continues. We mm -hmm. definitely have fun things in the pipeline. So the next year to two should just continue to get crazier, I hope. <laughs> well, speaking of that, are there any like exciting plans for the future that you can share? I would say as far as goals, like my ultimate goal always is to keep everybody working that we have on payroll. I'm just like, I just want everybody to have a job and be working, you know, as full-time as possible. Um, so like just initially just you know keeping this train chugging along in any capacity and keeping food on tables that is like the immediate goal always I don't think there's anything I'm able to share yet 
But I mean, as far as like the product lines and stuff, like that's just going to continue to expand um, and hopefully evolve into other opportunities. So I can definitely say that. Um, I don't think we're done here, which is really, really exciting. And, you know, we're definitely exploring just other verticals and ways that we can, you know, reach the masses. And so we'll see what is to come. Fingers crossed, manifest, manifest, manifest. We'll just have to stay tuned and find out. Stay tuned. Yes. Cliffhanger. <laughs> well, I'm, I feel like it would be a disservice if I had you on the podcast and didn't ask you for just a few like key steps that people can take to begin organizing their surroundings. Yes. Great. So I always say one, you need to be in the mindset and that's the biggest thing because if you're not like mentally there, it's never going to work. You're going to get over it. You're going to get overwhelmed and it's just, it's not going to happen the way you need it to happen. So start with a project that, you know, you can handle first of all, um, you know, starting with some space easy to where it's not this like overthinking of what to keep and what can go like start with your pantry or things where you're like, okay, yes, I eat this. No, I don't. Um, getting yourself in the mindset, giving yourself the appropriate amount of time. You don't want to like have a project halfway done. Then you have to step everything back. You're going to feel defeated and you're not going to feel motivated to keep like chugging along. So giving yourself the proper amount of time to be able to really do a start and finish or a start and close to finish. You really want to get through the emptying and purging phase more than anything. Because the way that we're approaching projects that we organize, it's not that we want you to get rid of everything. We want you to know what you have. Like we say, we're reintroducing you to the things that you have. And we want you to understand why you have it. If you don't like it, use it, love it, want it, eat it, get rid of it. This is like your guilt-free reset. Just to be like, okay, I don't need to feel bad. I spent money on this. If you're not using it, it's not gaining value at all. So just give yourself that grace to like, just be okay with parting with things. Um, and then just like little tips to help as far as, you know, a lot of people are like, where do I put things? And it really is about you and the things that you use. So the easiest way to wrap your head around space planning is for your easiest to reach places, most accessible spaces or, you know, areas within the space that should be your everyday most used items. And you just want to work away from that to where by the end, you're left with the things that you're barely using and you're left at the top shelf. And that's fine. You want to make sure that your most used items are the most accessible. You know, we'll empty a pantry for someone and, you know, maybe the front center two shelves are baking. And then our client will be like, I don't even bake. I'm like, what? Okay, perfect. That is super good to know. So now we know that that can be way like out of the way. And so what do you use? What are you cooking? What are you grabbing? How can we make this make sense? And when you just remind yourselves of those things and that you want everything to be visible and accessible, like your most used items, that is, I think, just the easiest way to get started. And two mistakes that people make that I always like to remind is that you don't want a product shop before you're to that part of the project. Don't just grab baskets because you think they'll look cute in your house or grab organizers you think might fit in your drawers. If you don't know what the, what they're creating a home for, you're going to either one, like either have to return or you're you know out that money or two, you're forcing those things to work when it might not be the perfect solution for your space. And then two, shop for the space you have, not for the space you want. So, you know, if you don't like, you know, we've had clients who have, you know, say an apartment or a smaller house, but they're bulk buying 
at Costco and they have boxes of stuff and giant jars of mayonnaise, but they're overwhelmed by all the stuff. You have to decide like, okay, at what cost is, you know, a bargain deal worth it if you have no place to store it. So, you know, if it makes more sense for you to shop weekly to be able to have space in your kitchen, you know, your fridge and your pantry with breathing room and it makes you feel better, then do that. So just kind of assessing your space and your habits because your habits need to make sense for your home. Solid advice. I feel like that's helpful for people who are naturally organized, but also for people who don't even know where to start. It's just, you can start without needing to buy anything, just purge. I think that's- just purge. Just, yeah. Just know what you have. There shouldn't mm-hmm. be a closet where you're like, oh my God, I have no idea what's up there. I couldn't even tell you what's back there. It's like, obviously you don't care about it or need yeah. it. Or maybe you need to, it is something that you wish you were using all the time and it needs to be more visible for you. So mm-hmm. just assessing your inventory. Like if that is the first part you do anywhere, it just, it helps so, so, so much. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that we get rid of, especially with like clothes or like small appliances in the kitchen, whatever, if you donate it, it's like going to someone who might actually wear it and want it. So yeah. Mm -hmm. totally like it is benefiting someone if it's not benefiting you it can benefit somewhere else but it's definitely not benefiting anyone (laughs) just sitting on the shelf because you paid like two hundred dollars for a juicer and you juiced for one week in 2018 (laughs) for sure that will resonate with somebody I promise you somebody will listen to this and go and just be like I'm gonna go donate my juicer (laughs) I hope so Well, Rhea, it's been awesome having you on the show. I would love to close out by asking you to provide a piece of advice for the audience. So has there been a memorable moment in your career journey where you learned a valuable lesson on entrepreneurship? I feel like I've definitely shared this one before, but one of the biggest tips is from my grandpa, who's like workhorse. Like he's like a two shifts before 8 a.m. type of guy. You're like, like, how are you still totally working like this? Um, so he told me pretty early on, hold on till you hit a lick. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? Like, it's just, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows, but you just, you've got to keep working hard and you're going to eventually hit a lick. You're going to get the Jen Atkin client. You're going to get the product line. And there's going to be a lot of crap in between. There's going to be really, really hard days. But if you just keep holding on, working hard, remembering who you are, who you're doing this for, good things happen. Mm -hmm. I love that. Not a lot of people talk about the stamina aspect of entrepreneurship. All it is. Yeah. And not needing like instant gratification. You just have to like keep your head down and keep working. Yes. Which is very hard for me and someone who like, I do want things instantly. I'm the Mm -hmm. most impatient person. And my gosh, has this and motherhood (laughs) taught me a little thing about patience. Well, Rhea, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Before I let you go, can you please let everyone know where they can keep up with you and reorganize online and on social media, all that good stuff? Yes, I will say the number one way right now is Instagram. That is like the number one platform. Um, Any link you could be looking for can be found through the bio link there. Um, Our website is reorganize.com. Our Instagram is at reorganize. It's R-I organize, little play on my name. (laughs) Um, TikTok, we have it. I'm working on it, guys. So just go give me a follow and I'm going to keep posting some stuff on there because that is like one of my goals for the remainder of this year for sure. And just keep your eyes peeled for more fun stuff. Thank you so much to Ria for joining me on the podcast and thank you to everyone listening. I hope you join us next week for a new episode of Office Chats.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.